Welcome to Pathway to Faith with Bishop Steve Howe. Turn your expectations high as you receive the word from our man of God. Prepare yourself to hear a life-changing message. Let's tune in now. So if you need a title, the title is this, Faith to Recover All. Faith to Recover All. Or you can put it this way, those of you would like to, hashtag, go get your stuff. Hashtag, go get your stuff. So we're going to talk about today, faith to recover all. And understand, amen, as we look at David's situation and his circumstances, there are principles in this, in his situation and circumstances in the word of God that we can pull out that we'll understand how do we go get our stuff. Well, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. Now, we understand that David is in a situation that he didn't ask for. He's in a stressful situation, and yet we're going to look at what David does to go get his stuff. What takes place? 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 6. Now, David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people were grieved every man for his sons and his daughter. But David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. So before David went to get his stuff, let me give you number one, nugget number one. Before David strengthened himself in the Lord, he built himself up. Some of your Bibles translations said this, that David encouraged himself in the Lord. In other words, he gave his own self-courage, his own self-courage. So nugget number one, build yourself up in the Lord. You say, how do you do that, Pastor? Well, 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18 says this, in everything, in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So in this situation that you're in, whatever situation that you're in, you give thanks in everything. Now, the Bible shares with us in Proverbs 18 and 21 that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So what should come out of your mouth? Thanksgiving should come out of your mouth. I said thanksgiving. If you're in a stressful situation right now, in everything, give thanks to the Lord, for this is the will of God concerning you. So you give thanks in this situation, in this circumstances, even though you don't see yourself coming out, even though you don't see yourself out of it right now. So somebody out there just needs to give thanks right now, even in the situation that they have. Now we know death and life is in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So we're saying, hey, make the right confession. Make the right confession, whatever you're facing right now. And I know it's pressure on you. I'm just thinking about how David encouraged himself. That thanksgiving, that right confession, you know what you're doing? You're releasing your faith. You're releasing your faith. Now let me give you this nugget. Not a nugget, but I want you to read Psalm 77, verse 11 to 15, because this is what I believe that David did. The psalmist says this, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. Your way, O oh God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? 
You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength among the peoples. You have with your arm redeemed your people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph. Selah. What I'm saying to you and sharing through you through the help of the Holy Spirit is that there are times when you're facing a situation that you've got to remind yourself of what God has done before. Just take the time and take a step back and remind yourself of what God has done before. There are times that I remind myself on my way here this morning, I start thinking about what God has done before in my, in my life. When I was faced with no job, God made a job for me. I remember the things that God has done in my life. Amen. When I was in the hospital room, paralyzed on the left side of my body, God healed my body. I remember what God has done before. I remember, amen, glory to God, that God has brought people in my life to build me up and to encourage me. I remember the thoughts and the plans that God has for me. Thoughts of good and not of evil. To give me a future with an expected end. And in my end, I am to recover all and everything that the enemy has tried to take from me. Understand this. He may try to take it, but he can't have it. Wow. Glory to God. So remind yourself what God has done. The Bible shares with us that we overcome the wicked one, the evil one, the devil, by what? The blood of the lamb, Jesus Christ, and the word of my testimony. So while I'm reminding myself I'm applying the blood of Jesus to you, Satan. I apply the blood over my life. I apply the blood over my family. I apply the blood, amen. I'm reminding myself that as long as I put faith in Jesus Christ and his blood, that I shall recover all. Amen and amen. So remind yourself. Let's move on here. Let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 8. So David required of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue the truth? Shall I overtake them? And he answered. Who answered? God answered. Sometimes in prayer, we're so busy speaking that we don't take the time to hear the strategy. Let me say that again. The strategy that God wants to release in your life. Hear this. And he answered him. Who answered him? God answered him. Pursue, for you shall overtake them and without fail, without fail, you shall recover all. Nugget number two, before you move, seek God. Before you move, pray. And when I talk about prayer, I'm not talking about just talking to God. I'm also talking about listening to God. When I get in prayer, God, what's your strategy? What is your strategy for me to, to recover what I need to recover? What's your strategy for me to go to the next level? What is your strategy for me to get my peace? What is your strategy for me to get my joy? What is your strategy? God is releasing a strategy right now to you. Even as I speak, even as you sit there in your home, there's a strategy that God has released. All you have to do is seek the face of God. Understand, God will give you a strategy. I want you to think about that. God will give you a strategy. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask, and God will give it to him abundantly. Amen. He'll give it to him. God will give you the wisdom that you need, amen, 
so you can recover what you need to recover. Amen. Now, understand this. Do something with the strategy. Do something with the strategy. Understand, the blessing is in following the instructions. God will release a strategy. Now, it's up to you to operate in that strategy. It's up to you to operate in that blessing. Let me give you this. I remember back in the day, we were on Raytown Road, and i never forget it. I'm sitting about in the second or the third row, and uh, I remember reading the Word of God before I got there where it said, all work was profitable, talk was cheap. So to me, that was a strategy. And as I read that word, all work is profitable, talk is cheap, I go out and I get this little part-time job to make sure my family is taken care of. That's a strategy. I have to make sure my family is taken care of. Amen. So I'm taking this strategy, and I'm excited about it. And I get this little check. I'll never forget what it was. It was $37. $37. My wife is laughing right now. It was $37. I'm excited about this check because we're going to go eat after we pay our tithes. Come on now. And give our offering. We're going to go out and eat at the buffet that Sunday. We're going to be there this Sunday. So I got my $37 check, and I'm ready to roll to the buffet after I give my, I'm saying again, this is for somebody, after I give my tithe and my offering, that would leave me at least $25, I'm thinking. So I'm sitting in this third row, and I'm ready to give my tithe, and I hear the Lord says, give it all. What? Give it all. We can't go to the buffet. Come on now. You got to laugh about it. We're not even going to be able to go to Burger King. Give it all. Give it all. So what did I do? Did I take a step back and say, God, that is not you? Let me tell the truth. Yes, I did. But in obedience, I said, okay, I'm going to give it all. But I got to explain to my wife why we're not going out to the buffet. I'm like, God, you got to handle that. So anyway, I give it all that day. I go to this part-time job the next day, and they come to me. They say, hey, Dave, we're looking for a manager for a certain area. Are you interested in it? I said, what? They said, put in your application. Put in your resume. So I put in my resume. They come back, give me the interview. Basically, long story short, they give me the job, and the job is a $10,000 increase from the job that I had before. And not only that, it had benefits. Somebody say benefit. So what did I do? I was in distress. Amen. I sought God. He gave me a strategy. I had to believe in the strategy and then come to the understanding. As I operate in the strategy that God gave me in what give it all, amen, God released a blessing that was exceedingly, abundantly, above all what I was able to ask for or think of. But what did I do? I, what did I do? I followed the strategy that I heard from God. Amen. So your blessing is in following the instructions. The instructions that David got was to pursue. Somebody say, go for it. Amen. He's in a distressful situation, but God said, pursue it. Let's move on here. Amen. Let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 8, 8 
uh, I would say 8b. And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. Whatever is in the old, you can prove it in the new. It's over there in the new. So I looked and asked God, show me something that is connected to that pursuit. Well, here you go. Luke chapter 11, verse 9 and 10. Listen to this. So I say to you, ask and it will be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks and receives and he who seeks and finds and to him who knocks, it will be opened. So I want us to get to an understanding. Look at 1 Samuel. Go back to 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 9. It said, so David went. He gets the strategy, and he's not uh, lackadaisical. It said that David went. So David went, he and 600 men who were with him, and came to the brook of Basor, where there those stayed who were left behind. Nugget number three. Nugget number three, be aggressive with the strategy that God released in your life. And Bishop put it this way, and I believe this is connected. You can't do anything great part-time. David went all in. In other words, whatever strategy that God released in your life, you've got to go all in. You can't do this half thing halfway. At this time, the time that we're living in, this stressful time, this time of pandemic, this time that, uh, of frustration and discouragement, this is not time to be a lukewarm believer. This is not time to be a halfway Christian, amen. This is not a time to be an undercover Christian, amen. Amen, if we're going to live for God, this is the time to go all in. This is the time to say, I live for God. I have chosen this day for whom I shall serve. So hear that, amen, hashtag that. Say this, go all in. Understand if God said go after it, then go after it, amen. Don't let the, here, I understand that people are in a lockdown and I understand the lockdown, but hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. Hear what he's saying, amen. Don't allow the enemy to lock you down concerning what God has promised. Yes, you may be inside somewhere. Yes, you may have to watch what you do, but don't allow the enemy to lock up your spirit. Don't allow the enemy to lock up your mind on what God has promised. Don't allow the enemy to lock up your faith on what God has promised. Understand, amen, for without faith it's impossible to please God. For he that come to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Don't allow that to take place. Don't, in other words, don't allow the enemy to lock you down. I just want you to hear that. Don't allow the enemy to lock. Yes, I might be inside the house. Yes, I might not be able to come to church. But don't allow the enemy to lock you down from giving. Don't allow the enemy to lock you down from loving. Don't allow the enemy to lock you down from helping or serving somebody. Don't allow the enemy to lock you down. The enemy's been trying to lock up the body of Christ. And the devil is alive. The church will not be locked down, amen, because we are the church, not the building. We are the church, so therefore the church can't be what? Locked down. Hashtag that. Type that in your phone. I won't be locked down. I won't be locked down. Wow, amen. Now hear this. Conquerors are aggressive. You can't be a conqueror if you're not aggressive. 
Let me give you a little analogy. Amen. We say the harvest is right. The laborers are few. I want you to hear this. Laborers are aggressive. Amen. If the laborers don't go out and get the harvest, the harvest will die on the vine. Amen. There's a harvest out there for you. There's a harvest out there for the body of Christ that we got to go out and get. Amen. We are harvesters. How many of you are harvesters out there? If you're a harvester, type that in. Amen. That you're a harvester and go out and get the harvest. Yeah, I said go out and get the harvest. Don't wait for a church program. Don't wait for them to call an evangelist group together. You go out there and get the harvest in your realm. Get the harvest in your family. Get your cousins. Get your brothers. Get your sisters. Get your mothers. Get your fathers. Get those individuals that are in your realm. That is the harvest that God is after. Those that you come in contact with, that's your harvest. Amen? Go get the harvest. Let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 9 to 10. Wow, principle after principle. So David went, he and his 600 men. So David went, him and his 600 men who were with him, and came to the brook of Basah, where those stayed who were left behind. But David pursued, he and four, but David pursued, he and 400 men or 200 stayed behind who were so worried they could not cross the brook of Basur. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 57 and 58. Take a look at that. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brother, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. I want to give you a nugget number four. In the midst of recovering all, don't stop in the middle of the process. Amen. David came to an obstacle. So understand, as we look at 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 9, David gets to a brook. He could have gotten to that brook. They've been riding probably all day, all night. He could have got to that brook, and he's tired. And he could have said, we're going to rest here. But it said that David pursued. 200 rested, but David pursued. So what are you sharing with us? Once again, don't stop in the middle of the recovery. Don't stop in the middle of the process. Too many times we get a word from God and we stop in the middle of what God has said. Understand, amen, or the Bible, I love what the Bible says, Galatians 6 and 9. Don't grow weary in doing well, for in due season you'll reap if you faint not. And if you just keep going, if, let me say it again. If you just keep going, sister, brother, whosoever, if you just keep going, you just keep doing the word of God. You just keep praising God. You just keep giving thanksgiving. You just keep walking in faith and not by sight. You'll recover all. You'll reap because understand that due season will come. Wow. Amen. Don't stop in the middle of the process. And then understand the reason why I gave you 1 Corinthians 15 and 58. Amen. I want you to understand this. Amen. Understand this, amen, glory to God. Whatever you're doing for God is never wasted. Whatever you're doing, to this team that is here, what you're doing for God, it is never wasted. The Bible puts it this way in Hebrews 6 and 10, that God will not forget your labor of love towards him and towards the saints. So what if nobody sees what you're doing? 
So what if nobody ever comes online? What I'm saying right now, guess what? My labor is not in vain. Somebody will receive. God will make sure of that. Amen. Your labor, that's a word to those. Amen. Those that put their hands to the plow and not look back. Your labor is not in vain. <clears throat> Understand, you'll recover because Christ has given you the victory. You'll recover because Christ has already given you the victory. Amen. And then last but not least, understand that brook was an obstacle. Sometimes in life, things are going to come up. Amen. You know I love you. But I want you to understand this. I know we got a great word from Bishop Halp. Amen. We got that word. Amen. The year of recovery and stability. Well, understand you have an enemy that is not going to sit idly by. He's not sitting by. Oh, I'm just going to let you have it. Uh-uh. No, he's not sitting idly by. You've got to understand, amen. So in other words, don't let the obstacles in life, the things that just come up, the things that just happen. I'm going to tell you right now, some of you are going to hear this word, some of you are going to receive this word, and something is going to come up after you turn off your, after you turn off your screen, after you get off of Facebook. Don't let that particular obstacle stop you from believing what God is saying. Don't let that particular obstacle stop, cause you to become inactive. Because sometimes an obstacle can come up and then we become inactive. We can hear something, see something, and then we become inactive in what God has said. This is not a season and this is not a time to be inactive. This really is the time to press. Somebody say press. This is the time to press towards that mark of the prize of the high calling of God that is in Christ Jesus. So understand, be active, amen. Hear this, nugget number five. Don't allow your inactivity to stop your recovery. Don't allow your inactivity. I'm not talking about what somebody else is not doing. I'm talking about what are you not doing. Don't allow your inactivity to stop your recovery. Wow. Mm, that's good, ain't it? Amen. Let's move on. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse 15. And David said to him, can you take me down to the truth? Truth. Let me back up a little bit. David crossed the brook, and then he runs into an Egyptian. And this, this is so important while we understand this. This individual is an Egyptian. This is, not, this is somebody that is even not a part of his covenant not a part of his faith, not a part of his truth. It's somebody that is outside the camp. I just want you to think about that. So they run into him, and so they have a conversation. Now listen to this. And David said to him, can you take me down to this truth? So he said, swear to me by God that you will neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will take you down to this truth. Man, I'm, I'm excited about this one. Over in John chapter 14, verse 16, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I have said to you. Nugget number six, God will send whoever and whatever you need to help you. 
Let me say that again. Man, you should get excited about that. Put a little running man down there on the screen. God will send whoever and whatever you need to help you. Hold it. This individual, David, never met. He's outside the camp. He is the Egyptian. He's not in covenant. But yet, he said, listen, long as you don't hurt me, you swear to your God you won't hurt me, I will help you. I'm going to show you where you go and get your stuff. Woo-wee, man, that's enough to shout about, amen. So what are you, what's the Holy Ghost sharing with us? God is going to bring somebody in your life to help you recover your stuff. There are some things that you can't recover on your own. God can bring a doctor in your life. Come on now. God can bring a financier in your life, a banker in your life. He could bring somebody in your life, a preacher in your life. Come on, a man of God, a woman of God, a child of God in your life that will help you recover your stuff. And then the good news for us that are believers is that God has sent us a helper called the Holy Ghost who will lead and guide us to all things. All we have to do is tap in to who's on the inside of us and our helper will manifest. Come on now. Somebody say, I got a helper. If you're a believer, you got a helper on the inside of you. You, if you're a believer, you got a helper that will help you pray the right thing. Amen. That will help you pray in the spirit if you don't know what to pray. You got a helper on the inside of you that will stir the word up on the inside of you. That will cause you to speak those things that are not as if they were so. You got a helper on the inside of you that will cause you to speak to that mountain. To be thou removed and cast into the sea. And not doubt in the heart. But believe what you say that you can have it. Whatsoever you say, you got a helper. Type that in there. I got a helper. You got a helper. My God, you got a helper. Now, here's the ticket. Now, David could ignore the help. David could ignore the help. Hear what I'm saying, my brothers and sisters. Don't you ignore the help that God sends you. It may not look like what you want, but it's the help that you need. It might not be packaged like what you want, but it's the help that you need. So don't ignore the help. It may not look like you, and it may not act like you, but it's the help that you need. I'm open to help. I don't know about you at this time. I'm open to help. And let me talk, I'm talking about I'm open to good help. I'm open to godly help. Just the other day, I was at the ministry, and somebody wanted to do something in the ministry, not a part of our ministry. It was a small thing. And I went and I say, listen, go, go for it because I need the help. Come on now because everybody's not running up, knocking on the door, asking if they can do something. And this person was there, not a part of the ministry, and they asked the help if they can do it. I'm not going to say no. That's a word to somebody. Don't say no to the help that God has sent you. Don't say no to that help. Mm. No, that's, that's not who I want to hear, so you turn it off. That's not the bishop, so you turn it off. That's not, I don't like him, that's you turn it off. Man, you better get your feelings out the way and open up your heart to the spirit of God and let that help that God sent help you because we all going to need some help. We all going to need some help. So I'll just lift your hand and say, I receive the help. Yes, 
I receive your help. Whoever you send, I receive it. And you know you, it's God because you'll have favor with them. You know that God has sent them because you'll have, they'll be like, how can I help you? Well, I know you want this, but I'll give you that. I'll give you more. It'll be more than enough help. I'll speak that over this ministry that God is sending more than enough help in this house. And for every member, every ministry that is connected to this ministry, I speak that, that God will send more than enough help to those covenant houses. More than enough help. Glory to God. I'm going to have more than enough help in my family. I'm going to have more than enough help in my ministry. I'm going to have more than enough help in my life. More than enough help. Let's move on here. <clears throat> wow. First Samuel chapter 30. I got about 10 minutes. Amen. Verse 8b. And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. Verse 19. And nothing of theirs was lacking, either small or great sons or daughters, small or anything which they had taken from them. And David recovered all. Isaiah 55, 11 says this. So shall my word be that goeth forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent. Now listen to this. I know we say we can have what we say, but I want you to catch this. Hear this. Nugget number seven. Catch this nugget. You can have what God said. It's so important, amen. God told David, pursue, take, and you shall recover all. In verse 19, we see that David pursued, he overtook, and recovered all. The reason he recovered all is because, amen, he believed what God said. I said what God said. In other words, amen, God is going to make it happen. I said God will make it happen, amen. Understand that God has released a word over your life. If you're a part of this ministry or you're in covenant with the, in this ministry, there's a word that's been released over your life. And we can have what God said. And understand by having what God, if God said it, that means God's got to make it happen. Let me say that again. If God said it, that means God has to make it happen. There's some things that God has said over your life, child of God, that he is going to make happen. Amen. All you have to do is just believe it and act on it. Amen. Last one, James chapter 2, verse 26. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Now hear this. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So hear this, nugget number eight. Believe and act on God's strategy. We can talk about this. We can get excited about it. We can shout in our houses about it. But now it's time to believe. And while we're there at home and while we're out, whatever activity we are in, it is time to act on that strategy. Even in the middle of this crazy time that we're in, even in this stressful time, it's time for you to act on that strategy, amen? It's time to take that strategy, pursue, amen, overtake, and you will recover all. The strategy is what? Pursue, overtake, and then you'll recover all. It's not that you just recover all. The strategy is pursue, overtake, 
and you will recover all. Wow, what an amazing message. Thank you for listening to our Pathway to Faith broadcast. If you're ever in the Kansas City metro area, join Bishop and Dr. Howe at Harvest Church International Outreach, 4300 North Corrington Avenue, Kansas City, Missouri, 64117. Or catch our services live online at www.harvestchurchkc.org. Be blessed.